Hey, and welcome to Wrestling And. Wow, it's been so long since you've heard from us, and I know that all of the all of you listeners were wondering what happened to us. Well, we are fine. Justin and I are doing great. And this week, we are going to talk about Wrestling and Enzo Amore. We think about it. No, actually, we're not. We're not doing that episode right now. Do you think we could fill two hours on Enzo, Enzo Amore, Justin? Um... Not that long, but I uh, I know His career that he's highlights. been in my neighborhood sometimes because I've seen him post pictures like right down the street from me at places and really stuff. and here's kind of a it's funny that you bring him up. First of all, I will say he's always kind of been a, a guilty pleasure of mine because I just yeah. like, you know he's he's good. I mean I obviously that character is awesome. I, I'm gonna say that it's great, a good stereotype, yeah. good character. And they were super over. Let's not forget, like, we're pretending that they never were something. They dude, were huge. No, they were they awesome were, in NXT, Enzo dude. Enzo and Big Cass were, when he got that, when he got injured um, in that match, like, people were legit concerned. They might have been the most overact on Raw at the time. And he sold, a, they sold a lot of merchandise. Like, don't get it twisted. They were big. I, um, I liked, I loved them in Carmella. I thought that was just an amazing act. I think that was like one of Carmella's best points in her career. She was doing the really New York accent type of thing. But, uh, I mean, main roster, too, they, they were over, dude. Like, it, people were chanting with them when they were introduced, you know? People already had the chant and the fucking yeah. catchphrase down. They might have been one of the most smooth um, call-ups in terms of people recognizing them right away. So don't get that, uh, you know, twisted. And um, like I said, like, uh, like so, so in my neighborhood, there's this guy that um, his name is Cactus Joe, and he has a bunch of vintage like VW buses that like he rents out. Oh, and shit. he they're all parked on the street, just like kind of a block away from me. And I think um somehow he knows enzo or whatever and i've s- seen enzo take pictures like with his cars and stuff and oh, i've never damn. seen enzo in the neighborhood but enzo has is around here at times when he um you know was out in la or he must have lived out here for a while when he was with the company and whatnot you, so you know that his his presence is felt sometimes sometimes you might be playing a video game and you just get that <laughs> feeling like enzo you look around and you're like, oh, maybe he's like down the block um, watching a comedy show or something. Right. Yeah, um, for sure. But, you know, I will say I've I know that there's sometimes you hear him in interviews and he's a little bit of uh, an odd fellow. But like, uh, I guess I will admit, like I was a, I'm a fan of his. And well, I know that, you know, the type of wrestling we're into now, he doesn't really fit into that box. But um, I well, always thought, like, let this guy be a manager at the very least. True, uh, but uh, you've heard him like um, with the, when he's not playing the character, right? And he has no accent and stuff. He has a bit of a New York accent, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. dude, I, I when he loses the character completely, it's the New York accent is barely there at all. Like he almost sounds like you and I. It's really awkward. The first time well, I saw you know it, what, though, I was like, "Who he, the fuck is just, that?" He just kind of, and then he raps too, and he just kind of talks in his rapping voice. But no, that's part of it, though. When you do a character, sometimes it's a little different voice and an accent. So, uh, well, dude, I I, th- I think uh, 
people don't realize how much of a character he really was because like i said when he talks normally he legit sounds like you or i like he's just a normal dude when he just normally yeah. talks and when i first saw him he did a gcw thing i had no idea who it was dude because he, ha he was talking in our accent you know our dialect right, and i was like what uh, the hell voice. But then I was yeah. like, dude, that's that's fucking Edzo. And then he, you know, of course, when he dials it up and he's doing that, you know, doing the accent and all this. It's like, yeah, he, he is a good <laughs> character, man. He he had that. I, like, I don't think he can go like 35 minutes with Okada. But like, <laughs> you know, I don't like I said, he's been like kind of a guilty pleasure. I guess you can call it. I, I well, we, honestly, I think I think WWE can use him again on their television. Like, I really I, I honestly think. They could use him right now. Do you remember the story of like Big Cass kicked the door down on the tour bus? You remember that story that went around? Uh, vaguely. Yeah, it, I know that he had some problems with backs. I don't know if it's well, like he had legit, alcohol problems. Uh, he had a huge alcohol problem that he seems to be getting over now. Enzo, I mean, I'm sorry, not Enzo. Cass. Cass. Cass Actually, yeah. is, is he not an impact? I think he's an impact now. Actually, he's in impact now. I think that's the last time I saw him. Kaz XL or Cass XL, something like that. But yeah. uh, obviously, the least lesser Kaz talented, tall, something like that. of the two. But uh, you know, I always they were the such best a great combination. You know, they reminded me of like the old cartoon with the little dog running around in circles around the bigger dog and <laughs> stuff like that. Oh like, yeah, he does do that. A, he runs backwards in a did. little circle. And he didn't have to talk a lot, Cass. And when he did, it was like that's the same thing. And he, it was just, they had a really good balance. And it would have been nice to see Enzo just have like a little, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like a little um, stable with that he was managing a few different guys, maybe a tag team. But, yeah, th you know. throw Liv Morgan in his stable too. Um, so obviously, uh, Enzo, great talker. And uh, when you shortest when, episode ever, there we go. How long did we go? Yeah, that was a few Enzo. minutes. We did it. Well, Five minutes of Enzo. Thanks, guys, <laughs> and have a good one. But uh, Enzo, a great talker, just like two guys that were on Dynamite this week. This is kind of a slower week. Luckily, there hasn't been a ton of stuff, and no one really cared about Survivor Series. And so, um, <laughs> man, we had a epic segment. I thought it was great on Dynamite. Um, everyone was talking about the talking that went on in it. What did you think of the promo battle between one MJF and CM Punk? Well, first of all, what were we saying? What was I saying in particular was the thing we wanted to see CM Punk in. Who did we want to see with CM Punk? Did we say it was MJF? MJF? Yeah. Yes. And we said all they need to do is talk for months together. Oh, That's yeah. That's all. I don't even need to see them wrestle. <laughs> I mean, and dude, th those, those, uh, you know, it was so such an intense segment. I was actually getting nervous. I had to stop and remind myself, like, okay, these guys shook hands backstage. Like, like they don't actually hate each other, most likely. Like, I had to, because you so lose your suspension of disbelief when you see that, see them uh, going and at each other. a lot of that is the way MJF presents himself, as we know. Yeah. And, he, I mean, it was just, it was perfect, almost. And one of my friends who, you know, you know, he's a recent coming back and watching AEW, my friend Aaron that I've mentioned a million times, <clears throat> he said it was the the greatest segment he's ever seen 
Like, and I have read a lot of comments saying it was the, one of the best segments people had seen. Um, yeah, it was awesome. In dude. years, I, I'm in terms of just like a non wrestling match segment. Um, it's really been years since we've seen anything that dynamic, and to have two guys on a microphone that. Man, I mean, you really haven't seen anything like that since uh, it's been years. Like, I can't really think of anything. It's probably well, something with The Rock. Yeah, that's what I was. Um, I was thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, being a babyface and cutting these crazy promos is own, something not everyone can do. I mean, the babyface promo has to be just that. I mean, it has to kind of like you know respect the audience. And CM Punk is not playing a tweener right now. He is a clear fan favorite babyface, and I mean. You know, he was able to keep a lot of his edge that and he has done this in AEW, but he was able to keep his edge that he had as a heel, that cutting, biting edge while still being this baby face that we all love. And uh, that was really impressive to me, man. And the and the and for MJF to call him out on that. He did, um, yeah. And PJ PG Punk and oh god, gone soft and you're kissing all this ass and your breath smells like shit because of it. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. What? Wait. What I was mean, the, But that's the ahead. thing that makes a heel so good with the promos, especially, is there's some truth to what he's saying, right? Ah, exactly. Um, it's it is reality era wrestling. We know what Punk's history is. We know that he was in WWE and all that stuff. Another. And the, the the you can't see me man and the uh, calling him uh, an you know a less famous Miz. Yeah. And even rep- referencing Triple H. Yup. Um, all good stuff. Uh, I All think, good stuff. I think when he... My biggest oh moment was when he said, you would be out here teaching about hustle, to, hustle loyalty, and respect. I was like, oh, oh, oh. You oh, might as well oh, be oh. preaching that, yeah. Or when he said, I'm going to make this brief like your UFC career. That, that was good, too. Although, you know, someone brought this up. It was like, dude, he was in the UFC for two years. But I guess he only right, had he two matches. About, yeah, he had 20 seconds of fight time. I guess yeah. overall making maybe com- movies and comic books that no one reads and no one watches or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it was on the you know, money. You know what's funny is um I know this is kind of random, but I was at a shopping center. This was years ago, probably around the time he was announcing the comic book deal. We were at like a Trader With Joe's, Thor? you know, sitting outside at the shopping center where the Trader Joe's is. And here comes CM Punk going up the escalator to the planet, whatever, Crunch or whatever one of those fancy gyms is. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably around the time that they announced the deal he had with Marvel. Oh, so, but he he was in his uh, non-wrestling phase. This one, this yeah. actually sounded like when he was in his very bitter phase. He was just at the... So it was probably late 2014, I guess. Yeah, so not that so he was far probably, from... Out in LA, you know, negotiating the visiting or whatever for the that offer or whatever dealings he had out here, but yeah, that's that's cool, man. Although I imagine uh, where you live, seeing celebrities is not even special anymore. (laughs) So, although CM Punk is, I mean, he's a wrestler, right? But I can't imagine how many movie actors you see that you don't even know, like it's like, oh, there's a famous actor. You get used to it, and like you see, you know. Probably a few a month. Like I said, you you text me about Seth Rogen, and I I know where he lives because I saw him get out of his car and, and go to. Oh, his for real? Home? Yeah. 
<laughs> he uh, he lives. Pro- it was actually one day. There's a gas station I go to that's about a mile and a half from here, and um, I was trying to turn right into it. This is a couple years ago, and I'm like, this dude's staring at his phone. I'm trying to turn into the gas station. This dude's just like walking across the driveway looking down at his phone i'm like this dude that looks like seth rogan's better move and i wish it was seth rogan (laughs) (laughs) fuck dude and he lives like probably just on some norm i mean obviously these you know in my neighborhood there's like normal houses and they go for like two million dollars yeah um but they're nice houses but they're just in a normal neighborhood and um he lives probably about two miles from here um no less than two miles i think if he's still lives there but um no our neighborhood has some issues with um sure it's like nice vandalism and break-ins we have a lot of um kind of um you know a lot of homeless population yeah that do a lot of petty crimes and stuff and um you know it's pretty i'm lucky that i have a um we have a underground little garage so oh yeah for sure you know this is kind of a side topic but like there was some guy in fucking la and not not just this guy but it's kind of a thing i hope it's not too much of a trend that like people are doing and a lot of younger homeless are doing like spray content they call it where they just mace random people and then run away and sadly like i don't know how that's even became a thing but, uh, I mean, it was just terrible. I'm watching these guys, and they're right there in L.A. I don't know what part exactly, but it was just ridiculous. So, uh, Well, these people, I mean, that they do a lot of these crimes just to, you know, like they steal bikes and, you know, part them out and, you know, fix bikes and then resell them. Um, we have a couple of, like, little homeless all over our neighborhood. We have little homeless, like, kind of encampments. It's, you know, I could only imagine, man, Colorado Springs um, has a big homeless population, nothing compared to L.A., but um, it definitely like when I was a kid, I don't. And by the way, people, full disclosure, I was homeless for on and off for three years or something in my late 20s. Um, And I, I, you know, most homeless people, it's either usually mental health or drugs. Uh, are the common uh, themes there. But uh, uh, when I was a kid, I don't remember seeing people panhandling and stuff like that. But it's weird as I got older and after high, after I turned like 18, like you started seeing it more and more. And now, of course, it's, it is everywhere. And uh, it's, it's interesting phenomena. It's sad. Um, there's always going to be kind of a homeless population no matter where you go. But, you know, uh, it's become in America that it's a fairly common thing um well the thing that you know especially my neighborhood and in los angeles in general but particularly like my neighborhood you're we're literally a five minute drive from celebrity you know multi-million dollar homes in the hollywood hills yeah and then right at the bottom of the hill there's homeless encampments that are less than a mile wow um, from the most affluent neighborhoods you know, in the world, it's just that it's economic just disparity, man. It, it and it's the, it, it's within thirty seconds uh, yeah. of each other, and that's what it's just the have and have nots all within um, your you know eye shot. Um, you know, and that's actually you know it's it, it's obviously a bigger place, but Colorado Springs not too different in the sense that da- our downtown is 
it's not the nicest area to live, but they have like in the last five years, there's been like condos, high rise condos popping up all over our downtown and like that same place and everything is gentrified. Right. So, and that place is also the, where the main source of homeless, homeless people live. So it's kind of crazy that way you'll have the really expensive, nice condo that looks like a luxury hotel and you'll have the homeless people living across the street from the base of it. Um, so yeah, it, it's, you kind of get that here. Yeah. I mean, we live, um, basically I live about probably about two and a half miles from Beverly Hills, like right down straight down Santa Monica Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And then we're also a mile from the Groman's Chinese theater where they do the Oscars and all yeah. that stuff at the Kodak or whatever it's Kodak, called. Kodak. Yeah. Theater. What is it now? Disney Hollywood theater. Highland Dolby Dolby Dolby. That's what it is. Um, we live like a mile from there. Um, you know, we're kind of, and I hear sirens right now. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we have the same homeless encampment, uh, you know, a block up in front of a library. There's like tons of where I do my laundry right up the street. There's a homeless encampment in between like, you know, probably 12 to 15 tents spread out on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Um, yeah, L.A. in particular. I've seen the Skid Row videos of people being interviewed there and s- stuff like that. And that is, yeah. you'll see, I guess it was a wholesale district uh, is uh, what Skid it would Row have been called. is downtown L.A. And it's kind of adjacent to, like, the, yeah, the warehouse district and, like, the ma- uh, garment district. Well, there's a lot of industry. There, I see straight up streets that are completely lined completely lined with encampments Mm -hmm. which it's pretty intense i'll tell you this when i was actually homeless i considered getting enough money to go to los angeles but after researching and stuff i realized like there was so much homeless issues there and you know getting into a shelter there would have been ridiculous and crazy because i mean they'd have to they have to have such huge capacity and i just thought it would have been a bad choice and the crime and stealing from each other, like, yeah. you know, I've watched a lot of the videos too, and I watch like a lot of like the Invisible People videos and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and, you know, especially if you want to go down to like Venice Beach, yeah, the weather's nice and you're by the beach, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, like maybe there's a lot less crime amongst each other, like you can't have any, like they steal from each other and it's just like really difficult to survive Uh, although the weather is nice 325 days a year that's probably one of the main parts about it and it's not you know it's not like arizona where it gets so hot that you can't be outdoors i mean it does get pretty bad i know it gets super hot in fact like a month ago you guys were having a bad heat issue uh but i mean you know it's not as bad as arizona as far as that goes oh no no but you can always escape when you go down to the beach it's always like 20 degrees cooler Oh, okay. Okay. You get breaks. I mean, you know, the hottest it gets where we are is, you know, in the nineties, maybe a hundred occasionally, but during the like a bad heat wave. Yeah, the beach never gets hotter than eighty, eighty-five. It's got Um, it's got like those microclimates. Like I've heard in San Francisco, which is obviously far away from you, but always cold up there. Yeah. Well, you know what I've heard is it depends on the neighborhood, bro. Like literally because of the hills and the way the city is, like different neighborhoods could have different uh, weather. 
like uh, yeah well san francisco isn't that big of a city to be honest no no it well it is the second densest city in america though so i right. mean everything is packed in super tight what, what is it i was i was thinking about like the west coast the other day and driving uh, up and down it and i you don't realize how ridiculously far these cities are from each other like driving from like seattle to like san francisco is like a really fucking long drive probably eight hours i'd have to guess something like that yeah, well, some, from here to san from yeah, go ahead. San, San Francisco to here is about six hours, seven hours. Okay, that's not that terrible, you know. Um, let's see. I have it here. Uh, maps. Uh, it's just so different from the East Coast, where you can get from like Philadelphia, Washington D.C. to Philadelphia to New York, all within like three hours. So, d- right. bro, bro, it's a twelve-hour drive. Twelve hours. Yeah. Okay. That's fucking far, bro. Yeah. Well, keep in mind you're going through two states to get there. True. Because you're going through... You're going through... Oregon. A th- probably about a fourth of California. You're going through the entire state of Oregon. About a third, going a through third of California. Half, yeah, about a th- I would say about a fourth to a third of California. And then you're going through the entire state of Oregon and probably about half of Washington to get up to uh, Seattle. Well, you know... I. I'm, I'm, I mean, I wonder if people are like, what are they talking about? But sorry, people, we're yeah. interested in this sort of stuff, and we hope you are, too. Geography. I, I love geography. I've played that GeoGuessr game. You ever picked that one up? It just shows you an image on Google Maps, and you can look around and stuff, and then you have to guess where what city it's in. Huh. And, bro, the, the people that are good can, like, answer any image from the whole world. Sure. I mean, you, you zoom in and look at signs and stuff, you know? So... But uh, a lot of it is just trees. So, uh, we're done with Geography Chat, everyone. If you want to write in about Geography Chat, you are welcome to. So, we had our... So, I... Did you... I I wanted to kind of talk about Survivor Series for a second, believe it or not. I have it written down here. I wasn't sure if you wanted to. I didn't really watch much of it. um, Barely at all. So... I I chipped some of it together over the week. Um... How did you feel about the whole teasing of The Rock and then no rock? Yeah, I thought that was lame, dude. I th- I think that's like, it's kind of a, I want to say it's like false advertising or fraud, but I mean, it, it, you look at AEW and how they do teases and stuff like that, and you know, it makes us trust them. And WWE's done this before. It's nothing new, but seeing that limo drive up, you know, I was like, <laughs> really, dude? Yeah. You know, the thing is, if The Rock was showing up to Survivor Series, we didn't, we would have known about it a month ago. Like, WWE doesn't really pop in with surprises. Um, the, the last time I think often. they surprised us with The Rock was when he showed up for Roman Reigns' Royal Rumble win. And I mean, okay. that was a failure. That, was a, that was a failure in itself, though, dude. And to think that WWE was so desperate to get people to cheer Roman Reigns at the time that they used his freaking uh, family member insanely backfired on him, as we know. Um, I mean, obviously they were paid a lot of money to to plug the whole uh, red note. Red note. Red Which notice. I heard was not good. My roommate was watching it. I was like, nah, this don't look that good. My 95-year-old grandmother liked it. Well, does she like most movies? No. Okay. But well. she loves, and, and of course I told you how she loves Charlotte Flair. 
Oh. And <laughs> you look, look, The Rock is like one of the most popular humans in America. So. Oh yeah. Well, I think she uh, and you know Ryan Reynolds is is great Ryan too. Reynolds is well well adored as well. So. Um, but, but uh, yeah, uh, the, 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 I didn't like that. No, I didn't. And I, Wonder I, Woman's in it, right? So Gal Gadot. Yeah. So um, they I, I, apparently to have that egg thing involved, they got seven figures, and I think it's hilarious just to begin with because um, it's on Peacock, but they're plugging something on Netflix, so there's no no compete. <laughs> You know, Dude, but they do that shit all the time because you got to think they're also on Fox, you know. So that's it's like, true. Yeah, they they always they'll advertise whatever the fuck you know. Like, I don't think they care about cross promote like crazy because uh, Universal owns USA, mm-hmm. which owns Peacock. They're on Fox. Yeah, I guess they're just kind of all over the place anyway. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I felt it was, I mean, I, you know, it's just funny. Someone brought up a point. I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but they were saying last year when Ken Shamrock was put into the TNA, whatever, Impact Hall of Fame, Mm. they even had The Rock give a, (laughs) someone texted or whatever The Rock and say, hey, can you give a 30 second um, little video about Ken Shamrock? And he did it. Jeez. And they, he, and they but couldn't he, get. He's very, very re, like respectful to the business and to the former wrestlers around him, his peers. Like he al- well, seems like he he's also, always been hardcore about that. In particular, I think he's always been very grateful of WWE in particular, yeah. um, because that's where his whole entire everything got started, and obviously his father and his grandfather, yeah, being pro wrestlers and. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows without the WWE platform, he's not the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah, and like you said, his his dad as well. I I don't know if his first movie was Scorpion King, but I, I did, did WWE put money into that movie? I okay. think so. It was Scorpion King. Then I want to say he did like the Rundown. Was okay. that the one with Stifler? Oh, good Stifler. movie actually. <laughs> I haven't seen that guy Isn't forever. Sorry, Sean Sean something. Um, Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. Yeah, that's what his name is. Yeah, oh, he actually made some good. Like, I liked the Rundown. Was a good movie. I liked Walking, Walking Tall. Tall. That Walking was pretty Tall cool. Johnny Knoxville um, was a good movie. He had that one in. Uh, was it the sequel to Get Shorty? Okay. With John Travolta, where he played the gay character. I can't remember what it was called, but he was good in that. That was one of his first things. He was in that Southland Tales. He did Saturday Night Live back in the day, and it, he, he had. Did Saturday Night I remember Live. he did a, I mean, the Brian Fellow sketch, and he was like the zoo, zoo, zoologist, and he's just like, "This is uh, this is Quentin, my tarantula." I just, he was so hilarious, you know. Yeah, no, he's funny, and uh, obviously, you know. But yeah, he he does definitely. Well, he owes himself for his career, first of all. But yes, they gave him oh, that course. platform. And his yeah. dad. And Vince, you know, I, I, he probably has an awesome relationship with Vince. He was pushed like crazy. So it's not like he could complain and be like, I wasn't pushed enough. So, And I think the door is always open for him to come back. But I I think they're filming that Young Rock show, which is another, actually, the Young Rock, really good little show. I've watched a few episodes. It's it's pretty funny. Is um, Pat Patterson in it? 
like the character that's what i was wondering if uh not yet but they okay. i lot in the ones i've seen but they had the you know they had the iron sheik andre the giant and obviously his dad and someone plays uh, andre the giant and pretty good that's and a tough one to plays, cast someone pl- the guy who plays the sheik is great and they have a guy playing the macho man um that's cool anyways i think they're filming that in australia you're talking about so, young rock yeah they're filming the new season like right now <clears throat> in australia yeah, that's because um, I get better tax benefits. Well, yeah, who knows the reason why they're doing it, but like, you, if you go to Australia right now and you get a work permit, you have to quarantine for two weeks. Oh, so they're not. I, I don't. I think obviously I they. I heard to, he was in Europe right now filming a movie. I thought that's what Meltzer had he said. Could, I don't know, but he could be. But I mean, he could be filming Young Rock in Australia right now. Um. So, it's not like you can just come over here for no reason for a couple days. But, um, you know, they wanted to celebrate the 25th anniversary of The Rock. Um, Mm. I didn't watch the lead-up to the show, um, Survivor Series. talking about the pre-show? Or just any of the Raws or SmackDowns that went into it. So, I don't Mm -hmm. know if they were heavily teasing Rock stuff going in. I don't think so. But, obviously, during the show, they were playing... You know, 25th anniversary of The Rock, and they were, you know, Survivor Series 98, and all the stuff that was happening very rock. It was a very rock tribute Rock centric show. <laughs> yeah, rock centric. But, you know, on, on their, for their defense, even though it's hard to, you know, Heat Rock was in the movie, is in the movie, so maybe they wanted you thinking about The Rock and thinking, oh, well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as I was watching it, like I already kind of knew people like, oh, they didn't, you know. I don't know how I would have felt um, if I, you know, thinking The Rock was. I, I wouldn't ex- see to me right away. I'd be like, The Rock's not showing up because they didn't talk about him showing up a month ago. Because the WWE doesn't keep these things a secret. Not stuff like uh, The Rock, dude. Yeah. So you save that when you people. when you want to do a WrestleMania or something, and then you want to sell out seventy thousand fucking. Uh, fans two nights in a row that's when uh, and i think the last time he just kind of popped up was i remember the thing with rusev and lana where he was insulting them but i don't remember if he just popped i up didn't even, that. you know what that was such like i remember that, that was a long and then he came that was out, like such a written promo I, from him i i was like this is not one of your best dude oh hell, you know what that's the one thing about the rock is all his stuff was written you, I, yeah that's it's true it is it is w brian gewertz and all that stuff was yeah. his main writer yeah but problem the thing is is that he executed it like it was just coming off the top of his head so like of course you can it wasn't all off you know you could forgive that because he was just such a good performer i think he told her to shove a bottle of fuck of like smirnov up or putin or something like that that was like (laughs) it's like okay yeah yeah, that sounds about right but um (laughs) you know i think he did pop up a little later was it was that and then he came when they were filming the movie about Paige? Oh, wrestling with my family in L.A. And that's when they remember that he called CM Punk on the air. Yeah, or it, w- it wasn't on the air. It might have been after the. So show. I don't remember. The last my one was, was him, rock, him versus Becky Lynch promo before they teamed up and attacked King Corbin. Um, the Rock's last appearance in WWE 2019 on Friday Night SmackDown. Um, and it's funny because 
this says report rock expected to return at 2021 survivor series maybe they talked about it with them i guess they must have right oh i think they've also every, the last five wrestlemanias i'm sure they've been like so can you do it this year and there's always been a reason why he can't i know, think the i think the plan is to do it in la is to do the rock versus uh roman roman in la I think that's kind of the plan they they're look you know with that long of plans you never know but I think that's currently the plan so um but you know I that would be a big draw dude like shit that would get me thinking like fuck maybe I gotta go watch this I mean you look dude the biggest I think I I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure like the the highest money they got from WrestleMania was like The Rock versus John Cena I don't remember which one but I've heard that that, that was, was like crazy see i was out of it back then but i remember i tuned in yeah as was channel I. surfing so this like would have been 2011 2012 ish and it was two and years remember, two years in a row they did it oh because i remember that one year where it was the day after and he challenged the, him for the year next year right yes yeah i remember um channel surfing into that segment thinking like how are they gonna book something a year from now that's so stupid and yeah, but and now you think to yourself, well, they, AEW does it all the time, so it's not that crazy. Do they challenge people for a year? I'll see you at next year's WrestleMania. They don't do it like that. They just slow okay. Play they don't. Yeah, you're lines. right. They don't like tell the fans. It's not like, the same thing. Yeah. No, you're like, well, shit. Now I already know the ending. Like, fuck. Because no matter what happens, you know that both of them are gonna be in the. <laughs> you already know one of them's gonna be champion. So. So. Just, you know, also to kind of give you a little bit of, like, this whole year ahead and all that stuff. If I would have told you a year ago, year and a half ago, that we'd be seeing Brian Danielson versus Colt Cabana on an episode of AEW Dynamite. I probably how wouldn't believe you. How quickly would you, how crazy would you fucking tell me? Well, I, I, really, th- I really considered uh, Danielson a WWE guy. But um, but know. just that, and then also, if I would have told you, you know, we're gonna see CM Punk and MJF, you know, doing <laughs> now that a I would have been like, angle what the fuck in 2017. I told you that. Yeah, I would have said no. Or you know, we would have seen Eddie Kingston. Well, I didn't, we didn't even know Punk. who he was. See, I didn't know who MJF probably was in 2017, but I'm talking just like, I, let's say 18 months ago. If I would have told you all these things would be taking place. Yeah, I would have been, I would have been very skeptical of you for sure. So I was watching, just seeing some of those graphics with the matches we're expected to see. Daniel Bryan versus, uh, you know, Hangman Page. Like, what the hell is, like, The just, dude from the G1 is going against fucking the, the, the Brian Danielson American Dragon from Ring of Honor? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Wait, what happened? Especially yeah, if I you know, wouldn't have known. So, but, but also, we may have not thought it possible to have a second wrestling company, you know? I'm sure a lot of us thought yeah. that might have been impossible. Or just, like, a second one on a prominent network. Yeah, um, dude, I think that's some like once in generation style shit with uh, the way that worked out. Like seriously, you know, that because it, they could have had all the the need or want to do it, but with, unless they had someone with the money, they could never have done it. And they arguably have somebody with more money than WWE has. 
yeah, it's just, it's crazy <laughs> yeah. to think about. Like, all these things we're seeing now, we should really, you know, cherish it a little bit and, like, realize, like, we were dreaming about these things a year ago, or we wouldn't even thinking about dreaming about these things yeah, and they're for, happening. For it's me, cool. the, the dream match thing was, was like, okay, well, it was New Japan because, like, you figured... Now, no, I wasn't thinking of when, like, John Moxley jumped ship. Like, that was the one where, like, everything changed. But at least you could say, like, oh, well... You know, maybe Matt Hardy could go to New Japan, which he didn't, or stuff, stuff like that. He he did like a little Ring of Honor. Some he was in Impact, but I mean, right. the, there was like you you'd figure, okay, well maybe down the road, you know. But you'd never, we would have never thought that like these dudes, all this talent would be in the same place. So it is uh, pretty miraculous, and I'm like I'm always thankful for it because, dude, I remember those days when like WWE was the only big show in town, and like. I had to force myself to find positives in it because that's like, I'm like, oh, well, this part is okay, you know, but now we can just say like straight up like, no, that that sucks, dude. And you don't have to. When I got back into, you know, WWE, they were doing some decent stuff for a while and they would just kind of go in and out of it. Well, Um, do you remember I was telling you about the uh, and I think you were a fan when this happened when when they had the Survivor Series where Sting showed up you don't remember that I do yeah that's what I was saying like like uh, they they had that Survivor Series Sting showed up and then like Dolph Ziggler became like the final final guy you know the what I mean Survivor yeah. yeah so I mean so I, I I'm just bringing it up randomly but I mean. That uh, that was such a funny moment for me because me and my friend watched it together and we were like, "Bro, Dolph is gonna get this huge push." <laughs> so yeah, that kind of never. But panned the out. product was a little more compelling back then. They and the, it it seemed like uh, when they broke the shield up, it was about a year too early, and it kind of slowly started to decline from that point there up and down there definitely were bit, hints of that's when they hints of like bad stuff but yeah they weren't doing it like as close to as bad as as some of the sketches now obviously nostalgia always puts this rose-colored you know glasses course, on but yeah. you know i'm sure if we watched an episode of raw nowadays from back then maybe it wouldn't be so great but i do remember actually enjoying some of the stuff and i remember when it did start getting bad like when jinder mahal won the championship that was one step in the wrong direction and i'll I'll still never forget like a couple summers ago or whatever when they did the fucking this whole intricate storyline about like who pushed the boxes onto roman reigns or whatever and then like at the end of an episode they had a fucking uh, Eric Rowan like clone and like then they just stopped talking about the story like what the fuck dude they just fucking it's like what the fuck happened yeah I mean I think you know when I when you get back in in that 2014 after being out for over 10 years I think the one thing that you realize is like they have way more in-ring talent than they've ever had there's way a lot more i don't know if i still think that's the case with all the layoffs they've done but versus the attitude era to 2014 you're telling me that they don't have like better wrestlers like in-ring wrestlers they do have better in-ring wrestlers but i remember sorry i just know a lot of people used to say wwe is the best roster in history of wrestling and i don't know if that's the case anymore but you're right the in-ring yeah they they do so 
that was like well we're talking 2015 16-ish when you can combine that WWE and um NXT like kind of rosters they did have like some of the best talent ever in the world like ever compiled when you had I I think it was I think like only a couple years ago that was when they had the peak of talent like they had all those guys they had Daniel Bryanson like you said Kevin Owens you had like all the shield members you had yeah like yeah that that they had fucking AJ Styles bro like the yeah, Ricochet, Zane doing yeah, Gargano. Um, they had Andrade. Yeah, the list goes on and on. Um, well, even before they got guys like Andrade, we're talking like sixteen, seventeen ish. They were just loaded with, and I think they just they didn't know what to do with all of it. And even though they have more hours of television than anyone by quadruple, um, they don't know how to spread it out. <laughs> By the way, Andrade won the NXT title in 2017. So this was back back then. Seems Um, like so. Nakamura was champion in 16. And then Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode versus Nakamura was actually a good match, dude. Well, here's (laughs) the thing, too, with the Jinder Mahal thing you mentioned. The biggest mistake they made was not letting, not having Nakamura go over him. That killed Nakamura. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's when. Yes Nakamura. and no, though, because Nakamura is like doesn't even try the same way he he. I don't think he's allowed to do the shit that he used to do. So it's kind of like everything's a little softer. So, um, but yes, that was terrible. Still a great performer, but absolutely not the what we were expecting, I especially en- with his run in NXT. Yeah, I enjoy him, but I mean, yeah, he, he's nothing. It's uh, nothing like it used to be. By the way, I want to ask you this: Do you have? Uh, this is kind of a side note, and I'll pin what we were talking about here, Survivor Series and stuff. But uh, do you have problems with the, and I'm sure this is everybody, do you have problems with the NJPW world uh, working on your computer? Um, It does lag at times, and sometimes it'll, like, when I'm watching Not I'm skip back to the show, beginning, right? Yeah, it'll skip back to the beginning, but then it'll go back to where it was. It lags for you, okay. Yesterday, I so, tried to watch, and bro, it lagged. Not only did it lag, but I checked my internet connection. It was 850 megabytes a second, and it was, like, lagging. Yeah, I think it's just it, it, you're playing it off of... You're, you're not streaming it. You're just watching the play. You're, you know, watching the, rec- you know, what do you recorded, call it? Um, recorded, yeah. Yeah, like watching Netflix and stuff, and it it's, it has nothing... It's something... Yes, I've had... Well, first of all, that whole thing... Uh, they need to put some money into that. I know J- Japan isn't all technological with that stuff, but we've talked about it enough. Yes, sometimes I'll be watching it, and my, my trick is uh, once it starts playing, I'll pause it for a minute so at least I can get a little buffering um, head start. Yeah. And then I have less of those little lags. I mean, the one that it just upsets me the worst is when I'm watching it for like a while, like an hour, and then it starts lagging. Oh, it's like God. I've gotten through the first half of this card without a single little skip, and then it does it. And I, I rarely have to go in and, um, you know, f- restart like or refresh the thing. But sometimes it'll freeze like every thirty seconds, and it's just ridiculous. 
Mm, yeah, that's what happened to me yesterday because I was trying to watch Shinjiro Otani versus Nakamura. Fucking amazing match, but uh, I couldn't watch it. Yeah, you know, if New Japan was really on top of it, it seems like you'd want to hire Japanese speaking. This would be expensive, but you'd want to hire Japanese speaking Americans to run the website because, uh, like, or or maybe half Japan, an American can actually, um, America could actually make the website and the streaming technology. But, dude. It, the worst thing is that, bro, I, like every Japanese wrestling site runs off of the same template, it seems like. Like I've seen other Japanese wrestling sites that use clearly the same software. And it's like, oh, God, mm. they didn't even they don't even have unique software. They just fucking bought it from like a prefab, you know, plug and play. But <sighs> yeah, I mean, seriously, I don't I mean, I'd really like to see how many people have tried to order New Japan World in America but are just so frustrated with the interface and lack of, you know, functionality with, uh, you know, Apple devices and PlayStation. Oh, God. Yeah. Xbox. Yeah. And, like, oh, I'm just going to throw this on my Xbox. <laughs> no, you're not. Same. I mean, we talked about it before where um, last week or last episode, I was saying, like, I would watch more of Best of the Super Juniors, but I don't like having to plug my computer into the. I was like laying back and using my PlayStation controller yeah. rather than having to type on my computer on my bed and plug in the thing and have to take it out. And now, have you tried the website on the PlayStation? Up. It doesn't work. Oh my god! It doesn't. It doesn't work on that site. God, like to what me, a it'd disaster. be like Sony is a Japanese company. You'd want it to work with that. Um, the Fire Stick app has improved. Oh, and when I also, used it, it sucked. It, it's it's improved. You don't have to sign in every time with this from scratch. Okay, it's better now. Um, they still don't remember where you continue watching anywhere, which is very frustrating. <laughs> I have to like mentally note or take a picture on my phone. You'll be like, okay, I, I think I was halfway through. What what do I remember? Okay, he did a, yeah. a chop. Two here. hours and twenty three minutes and twenty seconds. Um. The Fire Stick luckily has some pretty good um, mirroring um, apps. Okay. So I'm able to like mirror it on my phone if I really just don't want to sign into the app and look for what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. um, no, that just sucks, though, dude. PlayStation doesn't have any good mirroring apps, which sucks. Um, uh, yeah, that that's just terrible, man. It's it's crazy to think that. You know, although New Japan has fucked them ourselves over so hard with some things like the production on their last American events and that, it's just like sometimes you're just like, dude, this company doesn't even want to make money. Like they don't even care. They just don't give uh, a fuck. I just, I, I, it's just really interesting because these are the things that keep WWE relevant, and they, it doesn't matter how bad of a product that they put out sometimes. But the fact that their production value is second to none yeah. and so crisp and clean and accessible, um, I guess you can make the argument when they went to Peacock, not so much anymore, but it's still on a main streaming service. No, the production... New Japan has fairly good production for their Japanese shows, but, like, you know... Obviously, it's just very different, and being able to—it's not accessible, dude. It's not as accessible as WWE, where you can just turn on the TV. Uh, I mean, shit—they don't even have a TV show here. Remember when they said they were going to announce like a TV show, and it ended up being 
fucking Roku. Roku. Like what? Yeah, and they they had it on AXS for a while, but that was on a very minor, you know, network. Bro, and I don't um, think they realize how popular they were. I've met multiple people that have I that I would be like, yeah, I like wrestling, and I'd be I'd be like, well, I would like New Japan. They're like, oh yeah, those guys are awesome. I seen it on Access. Like, dude, I've had multiple people tell me that. Like, oh, I watched New Japan. It's on Access, right? Obviously, they you know. That 2016, 2017, when they were really, really getting popular here and they were selling T-shirts at Hot Topic and, you know, you couldn't, you you would see Bullet Club shirts rather, you know, regularly, almost as much as you'd see any other wrestling shirt. Um, and they just weren't able to capitalize on that. Um, and that's when they probably should have invested money in accessibility. Yeah. And they didn't. And obviously now that's all on the back burner because of the pandemic. Um, really, they they really could have capitalized on that, um, and they just they just didn't. And I'm sure guys like Kevin Kelly are like, "We got to do this." And I don't even know who he speaks to, but someone here has got to do something. So um, I know that El Fantasmo was formerly a graphic designer. Or and, he worked for like Capcom or something like that, or something. Yeah, worked something like that. Yeah. And he, I listened to an interview of him, and he he was talking like what we're talking about, and he was saying how like some of their graphic design is like absolutely terrible and yeah. old and cheap Photoshopy stuff. And he was like tried to like help the company out, and he wasn't able to. They wouldn't let him fuck with that. So. Yeah, I think he had a whole career um, in that, you know, in Canada. And I know that, like, I've, I don't know if I interacted a little bit with Kevin Kelly about it or I've seen him. I know I've probably tweeted him with certain things and he's pretty responsive. But I know at some point people are giving him heck about, you know, the social media and the apps. And he's like, I know. Oh, the, <laughs> and, and not, and the games too are shitty. I haven't played the newest one, but I mean, they, they make the WWE games look like fucking Legend of Zelda quality wise. Like, the, the, dude, the card game for WWE was so much better than the shitty New Japan, which is not even a game. Let's not even call it a no, game. No, it's not a game. I I got into it a little bit. For, I can't remember why, about a month ago, but it's just, there's no, like, It's kinda, not even addicting, bro. It's not yeah. even, like, and then, like, fucking, oh, cool, I got a Jay Lethal card, and then what? I'm going to trade it on this weird stock market stock market auction house for fucking cards? No. Like, and, Jesus you Christ. Know, I love Fire Pro. It's fantastic, but it's so they don't. There hasn't been any like major kind of contribution to it from the company for three or four years. Yeah, at least right. Like there's. Uh, no, it was like two or three years ago, I think, or was it that long ago? Three or four years. It's but, been but, a while. Yeah, they did. The their, game came out in 2018, right? Yeah, Pro, Fire like Pro Wrestling World, the New Japan update they did. I um, think they could have. They can be doing a lot more with that. Um, unless you have a PC, you can't really do much with that game. Uh, I, I actually you know. have some news on Fire Pro Wrestling World, but I'm going to wait a minute Tell here. Okay, should I, okay. Or should I just say it? Yes. It's, it's not really news, but this is just something I saw. Listeners that are hearing me will probably be like, yeah, that's people do that. But I didn't know that people did this on Fire Pro. I was on Twitch the other day just browsing to see what stupid shit I could find. And I typed in wrestling. 
it's some dude was having his fire pro wrestling league that he made fucking do their weekly show and he was announcing and everything and it was actually pretty fucking entertaining like the matches ended up being really good you know i was like how the fuck did they do that i think most people just simulate on fire pro i know i do i play I i like to play it i like to play too but there's no like you can't really do there's not a there's story mode actually they do have a story mode but, but you, you make your really own like, story you make your own story i guess but then i've done the the you know the general the gm mode which is pretty good but after a while it gets a little, a little repetitive and your your choices are so limited on who to sign sometimes um and you can't pick who actually wins so it kind of defeats the purpose of what? being What? Don't tell me that it pretends they're a real athlete and that, like, all right, yeah. if you get his stats up, you might win. And you deal with injuries and stuff. And all wow. That. But it's it's pretty fun. I mean, it is a great game, but it does lack a... And no one's ever available online to play against. Yeah, I, um, I think the biggest the biggest thing with that game is just making YouTube videos and making content. That's the best part of the game because... Of course, have you ever looked up a match on YouTube and instead of in like, you're like, oh, there it is. You click on it and it's a fire pro match. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I have. I don't care about all that. But uh, I'm going to say uh, I don't remember the guy's name or anything, sadly. But it was I was like three people were watching him on Twitch and he was announcing and everything. He had a three way match between three random characters he made up. And it just it just got cr- you know the ai is not trying to make a storyline but like it was pretty funny dude like all of them took turns super kicking each other and stuff you know and then the announcer's like oh you know so shout outs to uh fire pro and you know i don't know how to do all that stuff but fire pro is like you you could literally the way they have it with the the body the move craft and the character details like like you got to put a lot of hours into it, but there—I don't know of another game where you could just kind of like do everything from scratch like that. It's pretty damn awesome that you can like create it, moves. It, yeah, and everything. like you can just literally create the moves. Some two trivia about Fire Pro. First is, first time I played Fire Pro Wrestling was on a Dreamcast because I downloaded the Japanese game and played it on my Dreamcast, and I got addicted to it in like 2002, making characters and stuff. Um, second thing is that did you know that like there's this a famous game developer who I don't his name is evading me but he uh, did fire pro wrestling in the 90s and he like put suicide into the story and shit oh no <laughs> yeah like I think your wrestler kills himself at the end Wonderful. so uh, some dark way different there. than the little Jushin Thunder Liger Jr. storyline little different yeah I don't think Jushin Thunder Liger is you know, actively, you know, wondering who he is as an individual and how he fits into society. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of fun. So, anything else that you see about Survivor Series that kind of made you think, oh, wow, did you watch the Becky match? Yeah. How was it? Um, I didn't see it. It was it was good. I mean, I don't think there was anything in there that was like, oh, my God, these, I mean, uh, it was fine. I Becky won with kind of a uh, was it a roll up or something like with that. the tights? Well, because yeah, Char- Charlotte like tried to roll her up with the tights, and, and then Becky came it, back yeah. and used the tights. So, um, did it feel like they were trying to do a work shoot or anything like that, or did it just look like a wrestling match? Um, a little bit. 
I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know how much of my full attention I was giving it, but they did open the show with it, um, which was cool, was which, which was interesting. Um, I think that makes a perfect segue into something I wanted to talk about with you, um, and that is attention, like dealing with attention in wrestling, um, because that's an issue for anyone. Like I've heard people talk about it, so. When you're watching wrestling, uh, maybe we've talked about this a little, but like obviously, if it's not a big match, it's not a huge deal. But like, when what kind of matches are you like 100% glued to the TV? Or are you ever? Probably not as much as I should be, but I mean, it's got to be like it's usually New Japan stuff, it's like Wrestle Kingdom finals. Wrestle Kingdom yeah. main event. Or G1 or somewhere where I'm trying to avoid spoilers. So New Japan would definitely be one of those. Um, any of that, any live, well, sometimes the live New Japan stuff I'm looking on Twitter if I'm staying up that late. I want to see people reacting or in some kind of Discord or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, you know, Dynamite, I'm, it really depends. Sometimes I'm doing my drawing at the same time and. You know, if I want to do all that stuff I, I like to do, I got to kind of sometimes multitask. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I ask you because I've actually, this is something I've, I, I'm, I'm like diagnosed ADHD, so maybe it's a little different, but I've heard other people talk about this. And, you know, for me, I, I find it, you know, personally, the most enjoyment I have out of wrestling is when I'm actually able to really focus in. And it's hard, bro, to watch a whole, like, New Japan show say and to like only check your phone in between matches it's fucking hard dude I mean especially if the match isn't that good but if anyone is listening to this and you know you're on Twitter while you're watching a match and you're live tweeting like I do so much I recommend really trying just give it one try is to just watch a match like with your full attention because you might notice things that you never noticed and uh, I think it's a good thing to tr- good thing to try um, so I just want to bring that up cause you know, it's hard, man. And I wonder how much of us enjoy wrestling in that way, or if it's just something we have on in the background. Yeah. I mean, or just anything. Um, I think after this, I'm going to see how long I can stay a little bit awake and maybe catch up on some best of the super juniors and see if I can. The problem is they don't even label it. Um, I'm going to go on there right now cause it's frustrating because I'm like, oh, I gotta, oh, is this gonna be best of the super juniors or, or tag league? I don't know until I click on it. Uh, it should. St- By the way, did you catch the best of the super juniors from this week? I uh, haven't seen any of it. I, okay, I, I didn't either. The one on the twenty fourth. You didn't see that one? No, I haven't watched it since I watched some stuff last week, and I think it was just world tag league because. And then it starts yeah, at one a.m. tonight. It all says World Tag League 2... Okay, so I'm looking on the website, and they do have English from Wednesday, but all of them are labeled World Tag League and Best of the Super Junior 28. Yeah, you have to go off the picture, dude. Battle card. Well, I I go to the live schedule. Oh, let me click on that. And that's how I... Because that's how I'm able to keep up. But I I just have to go to the cards. Yeah, That's actually kind of the... when When I watch stuff here, I'll share my screen. I always go to the live schedule because then I can kind of. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here on on the website right now. This is actually Um, a decent layout if done right. 
because then you can kind of like plan everything and you can see how far ahead things are yeah yeah i'm i'm there you know what i actually use dude i use this one uh puto puto fucking calendar that actually shows me all japanese wrestling events for the entire month and i'll just show you how kind of amateur they are like they have a google calendar embedded on their website oh dude and on top of that like when you hit english it literally is translating a lot of the japanese to english and so there's like such awkward things like match one is mistranslated as game one on a lot of the events um really kind of just unprofessional shit but yeah a google you know <laughs> embedding a google calendar is fine if like you're a school and you put your google calendar but yeah like, like literally there's a dude world. logging onto a google you account to update like they don't have anything in january yet so i was wondering like they haven't put new year's dash uh well new year's dash has not been announced and i don't think yeah. there is a new year's dash this year dude because they're not done with wrestle kingdom um, when it usually would be, I think a new our New Year's Dash this year is going to be the eighth or the seventh. Their uh, their crossover show, mm. the third night of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so, but, and I heard a lot of the um, New Japan. A lot of the shows have had no commentary and one camera for the uh, best of the super juniors not that, not that for true? the best of the super juniors no they don't do that anymore for best of the super juniors bro i've heard recently i've like, watched all of them i've okay. watched all of them the I, the only I'm one i didn't watch them. all of was this week but uh they might be doing that for the tag tournament but no they, they all all of them have dude this, you're, that's like new japan 2015 new japan world or they weren't live because I heard they were going, they were finally going to some smaller um, towns and venues. Yeah. Now they're starting to go to different places, and a lot of so that's the one thing I don't like. Oh, that might be true, bro. There might be some so that I missed that delivered at a later date. Look at this. Okay. So I think some of these were done reproduction. So I think they might have thrown some stuff in later. But if you wanted to watch it the day after. There was no commentary. Oh, so I've missed some fucking shows then. See? No, no, I, I know what you're talking about because I, I, I follow it. I told you I follow the uh, p- uh, Puro, Puro uh, calendar that has like all pro Japanese wrestling. And, you know, I had seen events where it's like New Japan and I'm like, go on a New Japan's website. I'm like, uh, New Japan's not live tonight. So, yeah. Yeah, you you are you. So you're yeah. I believe you on that. So I yeah. I I, I can't remember who I heard talking about it. Might have been a We Watch Wrestling podcast, and they're like, yeah, you go in there. There's no commentary, and you you can hear everything because the crowd. Those are kind of those are well. It's not very cool with clap crowds, but like I used to kind of like shows like that. Like some like All Japan does that type of show, and actually like they're okay sometimes. It's they're like kind of cool. But I, I, you know, I know we talked about earlier, like how sometimes their production value and their graphics aren't, you know, up to par with, you know, with the with, modern with, world. Yeah. Well, with WWE but a lot and of times specifically, I've found that charming and I kind of liked the rawness of their product, you know, and I felt like, but it is kind of weird when 
they do like instant replay or something oh yeah and we've talked about that it's like flashing replay on the bottom it's like you're watching the white like howard Cosell calling the wide word of sports in 1983 yeah (laughs) instant replay instant replay it's like what year is this i still remember showing my friend new japan and he loved it but i remember him commenting like Bro, they they just choose random shit to replay because that was something badass that just happened, and then they replayed something lame afterwards. Yeah, so. and I mean that's the one thing that you know WWE will hit, like they'll have the replay right away, and if you miss a move, someone's like, "Oh my god, that was awesome!" You know you're gonna see it again, picture in picture or whatever. They don't have any of that technology, and I will. They say don't this, have slow mo. They don't have the slow mo and then speed up. All they do is like slow mo, and it's from one angle. Yeah, it's like they have one instant replay camera. Um, that's one thing AEW does, that whole picture-in-picture picture with the matches. Mm-hmm. And I'm never paying attention to the match. No, when there's, me neither. And I find it to be... I, I don't know. Like The problem is I feel like they go to it a lot. All the time. Like That is like mainly their too. thing. Well, you know, you do have to get commercials in on that final hour and stuff, so... You do. I, I mean, I guess if you... I feel like they take even more commercials because they do the picture-in-picture. Picture. Yeah, AEW's weird because they really... They try to, like, go do commercial-free bits, but then you end up having to pay later when... Later, because they have to add more commercials later. So, yeah, yes, I, I agree. I, I feel like I've seen some matches go to picture-in-picture, picture, I don't know, two to three times. It's almost like I'd rather just have regular commercials than picture-in-picture. Or I'd rather have one long commercial before the match, or... I'm sure that's true, but Justin, I'm sure psychologists have worked for those networks and have figured out the perfect (laughs) amount of time to keep someone's attention. Yeah. How how are you doing on wakefulness, by the way? You doing okay? On what? Being awake? Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. Okay. Um, I'm just checking because last time I was worried about you by the end of the show. But uh, I was tired. That was a long day. I'm still I'm kind of tired, but... I guess it's only 10.30. Wasn't it like midnight? Didn't we go to midnight or something? Maybe. It was like 11 something. But I know that like with me and energy drinks, like Zip Fizz is a pretty popular... Not popular, but like potent energy drink. And I don't um, think it is, bro. I just read the ingredients. It's got 100 milligrams of caffeine. But, like, it's really famous for people on movie sets always have it. Yeah, I bet you that's just some freaking word of mouth. But I'm so, like, I'm one of those people, like, I could drink ten Red Bulls and go to sleep. That's pretty crazy. Caffeine doesn't really, like... But to me, look, Red Bulls, though, just have 60 milligrams. You ever try... Well, I don't recommend trying a Bang, but you ever try a Rockstar? Those are definitely stronger. I've had all of them. You've had them all. Okay. I've had bangs, I've had rock stars, rains, Nas, or whatever it's called. Done them all, right? Have you had the yeah. Rocks new energy drink? Yes. What is it, like Zio or Zowie yeah, or something? Yeah, pretty good. I thought it was pretty okay. I, I like yeah. the Mountain Dew Rise right now, honestly. Medium caffeine. The LeBron one. Is that the LeBron one? Yeah, I don't think that's a very potent one, but... The that one is like 150 milligrams of caffeine. I just look for the ones that have the most B12. Which is okay. I'm going to tell you this, bro. The 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 fizz. What's it called? Fizzy zip zip, zip fizz, fizz has 41,000 percent of your B12 that you need in one day. What's up with that? Yeah. 
that's where you get all that burst of energy out of, I guess. I, I need to look it up because I'm I'm skeptical. I bet you it doesn't cross the blood brain barrier, like like that. It's not like doesn't actually affect your nervous system. But I could be wrong. You know, obviously what we eat does affect us. If we don't eat, we get tired. We feel like shit. So. Yeah, I mean, I usually like before I when I wake up and I leave the house at five thirty to go hiking. I do like a pre workout or. A zip fizz just to kind of right before i leave well I'll, I'll, I'll say this once when i was having a problem with my drinking and stuff full disclosure um like i ended up at the hospital sadly and they did give me a bunch of b12 yeah so. i think it's it i don't know I, I i b12 i know is for energy and i know you can get like shots right they, they give you like shots of b12 or that was that just to hydrate you no i think it was it was they did put it in the iv i believe um but no the electrolytes you know that that's like hours worth of fluid but like the the b12 no they just like straight up hit me with it so um we're i as a person who loves science i'm gonna have to look this up and find out exactly what place it has in our body because now i'm uh i'm fascinated by the b12 going on that los angeles hike up into the smog and drinking some B12. I mean, every time you take a picture, I always know this is smog, bro. I just have to say that. No, Even though it's well, beautiful. It, is. it depends on where. It's not. It's sometimes it's just fog because it's really early in the morning. I heard it's oh, you bad see right now, Oh, you pictures I take dude. on my personal one. I heard the fire has made, made the sky red the other day. Has there been any fires lately? Lake Tahoe, dude. Oh, well, that's not close to here. No, it's usually like the marine layer because some on a clear, clear day when I go, you can see the ocean all the way to the ocean. Whoa, that'd be sick. But it's usually covered by uh, the marine layer. Is that the, the Hollywood Hills? Um, uh, maybe don't tell no. people exactly where you hike. Uh, it is in the Hollywood Hills. Oh, who cares? Everyone goes to Runyon Canyon. Everyone knows what it is. Yeah, it's the Hollywood Hills, Running Canyon. See, that's got to be one of the shitty things, though, is that you're never going to be able to have a solo hike. Like, there's always going to be people everywhere, huh? Oh, when I leave, I'm usually... Because, like I said, if I don't leave by, like, 6.30 at the latest, there's yeah. tons of people. So, when I go out there and it's dark out, it's I'm usually... There's a handful of people, but not very much. Especially, I'll probably go tomorrow and... I'll be like, I'll see two or three other people. Uh, color, I'll say this, man. The Colorado Springs, uh, as far as like hiking and stuff goes, it's pretty amazing because, I mean, we're oh, literally next be. to the mountains and like there are so many fucking trails to choose from that like you you can find trails that no one's on. You know what I mean? You can find trails that just no one really goes to and uh, like just be by yourself in the mountains. It's pretty intense, actually. But, Can uh, you walk right out of your house and do it? No, no. I mean, I could walk to like parks and open areas here. If I wanted to walk to the nearest trail, we have a place called Palmer Park that is like uh, more like it's like thousands of square feet of just like nature, right? I could walk there and that would probably take me an hour to walk there. <laughs> but then I'd be at the trail and um, but no, I can't walk out my door and hike. I mean, of course, there's walkways everywhere. There's bikeways and walkways everywhere, but... No, if you want to get into the mountains, that's like a 20, 30 minute drive from here. And then you just start hitting those like there's just crazy trails up there. They all you can take a trail to Pike's Peak, dude. Like, Jesus, God, like that'd be nuts. The bar trail or whatever. 
I could only imagine how hard that would be, dude. So yeah, it'd be cool well, if you could camp though on the way. I think it's just my na- like where I live is just you're accessible to the running canyon, and I live like a mile from the bottom of the trail, so it's all oh that's to cool walk there. That's wait, so, do you do you walk there? Yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty awesome. That's well, pretty it's like awesome. a round trip because you've seen the pictures I take when I get to the top. Yeah, with all the dog. That, yeah, so all of that. This is like two miles from my house to get to this point. Oh shit! So I've looked up your place on on it's Google. Like three and a half mile round trip every when I do it. I've looked up the Google Maps area, uh, and it looks like those those hills are like to the north of West Hollywood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because it's like you have all the neighborhoods, and then it just stops, and it's just fucking like nature areas. Well, that that's cool that they've. Uh, I mean, is it a park? Is it considered a park? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, there's not like a playground there. Or anything. No, I, when just, I say park, I mean like a like yeah, a, you city know, of Los Angeles parks and city, recreation. Yeah, yeah, because park dude the biggest park in the world or something or the one of the biggest park is a city park in russia but it's like bigger than like some states but it's just pure nature you know what i mean right so um no that that's that's really awesome but no colorado springs is a driving city bro you can't really do anything without a car here it's it's, uh so um i wanted to talk about something else off topic that our listeners were dying to hear about um Mm -hmm. we know that or maybe they don't know, but you are a hockey fan. Yeah. And uh, you like going to watch the Kings. This dude, he, he's hooked up with the Kings. And um, so you kind of got me thinking, I want to go watch some hockey, right? Yeah. So I, we have two teams in my town. We have CC, which is a Division One, Colorado College. Yeah, yeah they so you've heard of them. hockey team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Played in their arena, actually. What, the World Arena? Or, or I played the, in their arena when I was living in Colorado Boulder, and I was playing ice hockey. We played in the Air Force's stadium, mm-hmm. Den- Denver Unit DU stadium. Yeah, and we we played at Colorado College too. Yeah, wherever it was back then, it could have been the Broadmoor because they had a they yeah, used to have a spot there. But well, they got a new they got a new hockey venue that they play in, which is like downtown on the campus. And I'm like, well, shit, dude, I'll, I'll go watch CC. These guys are charging like $180 for like good seats in their tiny little arena that holds what? like, yeah, dude, their tiny little arena that ho- probably holds less than freaking 2000 people. Uh, they're charging like fucking ridiculous prices. So fuck that. But I looked up Air Force $20 for front row seats mid ice. So, okay, go see the Air Force. Problem is, Air Force sucks. But um, yeah, maybe I'll go to an oh, Avalanche God. game someday. You can go to an Avs game way cheaper than one hundred and eighty dollars. I'm sure. Yeah, well, even for good seats, maybe not. Maybe on the like second tier. I bet you I could get some good prices there, man. You can, yeah, I you can get in that building for way cheaper than one hundred and eighty bucks. I'm I, sure. I, I couldn't believe it, dude. And it's a it's a tiny venue. They used to play at our World Arena here, which is like where WWE goes. But for some reason, they, they quit playing there. Who the fuck knows why? But uh, no, I want to see some hockey, man. I've loved watching it when I was a kid. It's so intense, you know? Like, And the skills that they those guys have is just like unbelievable. Even watching college, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm like, how the fuck did they do that? But I'm yeah, sh- sure pro is a are, different level. The abs are way better than the Kings, that's for sure. Yeah, I saw that. I looked at the results of that Maple Leafs game. Oh, boy. Oh, it was ugly. Was that like we're, we're getting to the car early type of game? 
Maybe. We're going. I'm going tomorrow, and I'm taking my older son, and they play at four o'clock. You should go. Here, you should. Do they play Seattle this year? Well, they play everyone. So yeah. Well, do they play every team in the Western or what? They play every team in the league once, at least once at home. Oh shit! I didn't realize they yeah. play that many hockey games. They. The- this is the regular. Well, they play like eighty-four games, and obviously. You pay, play people in your division more. Okay. But anyone in the East, they play once at home and once away. So they'll play, at least in the East, they'll play, um, you know, they'll go to Montreal, they'll play Montreal at home. They'll go to Toronto, they'll play Toronto at home. Well, from what I've seen, Calgary is fucking ripping it up in your guys' division. And, yeah. uh,. I'm, I'm a, I always support a good Canadian team. I love to see a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup. Hasn't happened for ages. Well, Winnipeg got close, right? And then that didn't work out. Not really. A couple years Maybe ago? They got, not really. I mean, Toronto, I think the last one must have been... What was the last Canadian team? Why am I... I thought the Winnipeg, because they did the all-white the all white gimmick, and it was like a big deal. They were doing great a uh, couple they years They maybe ago. got to the conference finals one year yeah. recently. Yeah. But, um, Wrestling I mean, and no, the Canadians hockey. were in the finals last year. Oh, okay. Montreal, maybe the that's Cana- what I was they, thinking. Yeah, they've had a lot of teams in the finals, but they haven't won the cup, and I want to say the last one was probably the Canadians in 93. Dude, isn't like the Edmonton Oilers like historically one of the best teams in hockey history? Well, they had Gretzky, and they won all those Stanley Cups in the 80s. Oh, okay. Um, that's what and it And then was. they're really good now, but they were really bad for about 10, 15 years. I was going to say, wrestling and hockey. Is there a hockey gimmick that they did? The goon or whatever? The goon. The goon, remember? <laughs> no. I've, you seen, don't, I've heard no, of it. No, you got to look it up. The goon WWF. The I'm goon. You, like, was this when they were doing like all sorts of crazy gimmicks like Isaac Yankum? It Yankum? was around the Duke the Dumpster days. Um, oh, this God. guy came out in like a full Be hockey uke. gear. Be-uke. It was okay. Bill Irwin. Bill Irwin. Famous guy, right? Here, I'll show it to you. It, 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 yeah, it, you he, can. Like, I think they're doing a figure of him. Oh, uh, was he missing teeth at least? I don't know if they did that with that. Look at look. He's literally like wearing a hockey. <laughs> oh my like, god! Like hockey dude. skates fashioned into boots. Oh my god! He would come god. out with the stick. So there you go. Oh jeez. He. <laughs> He kind of looks like a hockey player, legit, though. Like, yeah. just his long hair and stuff. Oh, look, there's the figure that's coming out. Look at the Chris Jericho as the goon. That is funny. Well, his dad was a hockey player. Played for the Kings. For yeah. I, Chris Irvine, his dad probably made more money than he Chris he Irvine. has in his career. Or, no, uh, what was his name? Dick Irvine, something like that. Chris Irvine. No, that's his name. His name is that's Chris Irvine. Name. Yeah. Ted Irvine? I don't know. Ted Irvin, yeah. Yeah, so uh, there we go, the goon. I like the look. I'm not going to lie. It actually looks kind of cool, but uh, it's, you know, what kind of promos can you cut? Like, do you have to make, like, ice references, like, every fucking promo? I doubt they even let the guy talk. <laughs> what, what What is the hockey player called that's, like, the dude who's supposedly used to, like, fuck up the other players if they misbehaved or whatever? 
if oh, it's it, like an enforcer an enforcer yeah. there you go well have you seen the the if you're looking for a great movie to watch you watch the goon with sean william scott there's two of them great and the goon too yeah they're both great goon two fucking goon is back well, those are actually those are actually stifler was pretty good in those ones incredible they're great especially the first one and for I, for those just listening and you know he he actually justin just like paused in like this just to deliver the incredible no, they're they're really really good the goon movies especially you got to watch the first one to get the gist of it but they're really funny uh remind me a lot if you ever saw slap shot i've never uh, seen pa- slap shot i've only seen the mighty ducks bro okay slap shot was is another classic sports movie isn't there another another popular hockey movie like in the 80s or something um well slap shot um there was mighty ducks of course um what else was there i know there's been a um, um there's the name isn't ringing a bell for me but i knew miracle <laughs> huh no i don't i don't see it here so i just i watched miracle in theaters that was pretty good the, it was good the goon Two: last of the enforcers yeah really great uh okay young blood um, i would the first one you guys start with the first one second one's good too um what's his name is really good in it too um oh god what's his name Liv shriver okay is in it um the coach is one of the guys from sons of anarchy one of those guys huh he's a jobber on sons of anarchy no he was one of the uh, the main guys. Okay. He's Canadian, so and uh, it's just really good. And Kurt Russell's son is in the second one. Cool. And he's pretty good. Maybe I'll go watch the Mighty Ducks two again because you know when I was a kid, <laughs> woo that opening I was like oh it's all the cool characters <laughs> that was so sick dude. I, and I they used the the King's announcer Bob Miller was oh sweet. Even though like Anaheim is actually another team in like Southern well, California. Well, this was before they were the Ducks. Well, the first one they weren't. They didn't. The Ducks didn't exist. Okay. The the real the NHL team. I I still love where the the dude like catches the puck and then like he's shaking and he all pulls the glove off and his hands all bruised you're like oh goldberg. shit goldberg the goalie that's the that's the best goldberg that we'll ever talk about on this show not the new goldberg the goalie not the new uh did you see what he looks like nowadays that was a meme that went around the internet a couple years oh, ago he looks like he's on the men though and doing better good good just like big Cass wrapping it up a uh, full scale here we hope yeah. that he's doing better. So I have a few more notes here. Why don't we talk about a few more wrestling things before you get out of here and yes. catch up. Um, so although the promo battle was very big news, uh, did you hear the other big news about Andrade um, on Wednesday? Um, is he on the? Is him and Charlotte on the rocks or something like that? No, he was wearing black trunks. Oh no! I just saw him come out in the you know kind of the Lij style outfit. He took oh, by the, the way, pants like, off. I, yeah, I know. Wasn't that one of your biggest yeah. uh, things? Was like, what's with yes. the dress pants? No, nah, he he was wearing straight up black Stone Cold Steve Austin black trunks, dude. I like it. It looked great, dude. You know, you got these guys that are have such amazing bodies. It's like, dude, why not just? show it off man i mean i would <laughs> shit if I, dude if i look like that hell yeah i'd be dog like that i'd be wearing the black trunks dude 
Um, so you said you haven't caught up on Best of the Super Juniors. Neither have I. I need to watch the one from this I'm gonna week. I'm going to watch the Wednesday night one when we're done and see how far I can get. I think I'm going to do the same thing. I th- What is the main event? Is Bushi and... Uh, I don't know. I'll I think it's out. Hiromu and Bushi. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. Um, you watching those Young Lions at all? A little bit. You know, it's it's like... <laughs> sometimes when I watch these things, it's like... You forget who's who? You, no. It's like you just see how long you can stay up. Oh, yeah. You're like challenging yourself. It's like you're... Oh, I, I, that's I like know. every... All the time for me, dude. What like that's it, big like, auto-asphyxiation or whatever when you... Try. <laughs> no, that's a whole different thing. That's... <laughs> That's like dudes who like to choke themselves out when they come. Never mind. So yeah, but they try and get to the point. Like I'm trying to stay up and see the, the main event, and I I sometimes I I don't want to like fast forward it too much because I'm afraid I'm going to go over too much. Oh, and, I wouldn't uh, recommend that you watch the Young Lions, bro. I, I just was wondering if you had anything to say about the current ones because I really don't have a lot to say. Super. I I mean, they obviously are, are going to be great, maybe, and they they, they but they're super super generic. As they're supposed to be, right? They're very default characters, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Because they're they're extra young, you know. They they they're, are they're, very young, and also don't forget, dude. Like when you start as a young lion, you get your head shaved, right? And all you yeah. get is trunks and boots, and that is it. Like when you see a young lion at the end of his tenure, ready to go, dude's got long hair, one elbow pad, you know, like <laughs> maybe a bandage around his thigh. Like those are the young lions that have been through some shit. When you get the bandage, bro, oh my god, like you've been through some crazy shit. Yeah, so I think that it's just that this crop they have, or I think maybe when when I got into New Japan, there was a lot of. Um, you know, seasoned ones already. You had your Shoto Uminos and your um, Wados and stuff like that were kind of almost all yeah, the way out. There was a Kawato. lot more, and you had a handful that were pretty established. Right now, we got like pretty much two that just fight each other every day, and they're like little tiny babies. It's true. There is only two, which, but uh, <clears throat> you know, when they when they did up the casting call, if that's what you call it, for their new crop of young lines, I'll tell you this, dude, like. They straight up said in the thing, they're like, we don't want anyone under like six foot one. So I think they were being a little. Yeah. So they clearly were not. They were clearly. They thinned the herd themselves. Good with junior. They just didn't want any juniors. I think they want heavyweights right now. So I think they they're getting some guys that they can eventually push as heavy heavies. So, you know, when I started, it was show yo, Jay White and David Finley and David Finley was so goofy looking freaking, you know. And Jay White looked like a fucking geek, too. <laughs> so. Well, he had the shaved sides and just didn't look right. Well, and he always had, like, a look of, like, fucking confusion on his face. You would have never guessed that that dude would be such a character because he was always just like, uh, you know. I guess the it's a young line. The better haircut helped him. The beard. And fucking lifting so much weights, his shoulders got massive, dude. Like, oh, his yeah. shoulders grew, like, three inches. <laughs> like, what? Hey, we're here, you- now they're, like, up here. Just to kind of shift, um, yeah. I don't know if you have Kenny Kenny Omega in your notes, do you? Uh, well, he's gone through the injury stuff. I didn't think that would be really news. Um, well, I know that he he apparently had been some both his shoulders have been just shot, and he's also been dealing with vertigo. I heard about that. Well, he for, said he couldn't for a long he time. Couldn't like, or it was either he could not, or the only thing he could do was lift the bar. Think about that, dude. 
like so he could only bench press like the bar or he couldn't bench press the bar he the with the stuff he's been dealing with and performing on such a high level i mean i just really think he deserves um a lot of credit for it i hope he wasn't doing anything where he would endanger the person he's in the ring with i don't think he was but i don't think he with would. what he's been dealing with and he carried all those belts for a long time doing all that at a high level i mean and vertigo is i hate no that dude uh, i get it when i pop my ears once in a while and you know it's like that feeling of being drunk it's terrible dude when the room is spinning and i cannot imagine having to wrestle with that my god dude naito sure had something similar now that kind of can keep it to a minimum but i mean imagine you're standing up and you feel like you're falling backwards and then you try and compensate for that with mm-hmm. your body and then you fall over anyway or you fall oh. over because of that i mean i could only imagine trying imagine. to balance on the top rope you know to doing a move and like the room spinning like my god dude how terrible yeah you feel like you're falling when you're not i mean and you forget it yeah i can only imagine what he's been going through physically with this long run that he's been on but it was so much that he did have to um relinquish his title for mexico for triple a yeah you seen uh you seen that matchup what that matchup looks like for what they're doing with the five way no so it's going to be jay lethal uh el hijo de vikingo um oh who else dude i don't uh rick flair yeah rick flair is going to be in the match they just announced it over here let me because they added well i will i just want to say you know kenny i hope he you know, AEW so deep that he can take six, eight, nine months off. Yeah. I, if I was him, I'd wait till the summer, midsummer to come back and just make sure he gets. I just really hope he makes sure that he gets a hundred percent. Yeah, I, um, I I agree, man. I would love to see him take time, get multiple surgeries done. He's what he said he's going to do. Um, I'll tell you something that did kind of bother me though, man. I don't know your what your opinion is on it, but I I consider chiropractic to be a sham um scientifically the only thing that it actually shows to be good for is like back pain but besides that like there's no reason to get adjusted like it's there's really no reason for it like scientifically and he they posted a big this fucking jack off on youtube that like literally hammers and chisels people's necks have you seen that Uh yeah, and have, and he does the yeah. hammer and chisel. Well, Kenny Omega was on his recent video, and I was just like, "Oh, Kenny," but you know, wrestlers always look for they're in pain so often. I'm sure they're always looking for any way to help themselves. So, yeah, but I you know a chiropractor. I don't think it's too much of a. Sh- I know people that it's really helped. Um, and also same with like acupuncture. Yeah, dude. Um, I, I mean, I, I've been in. I've, but, I, I, acupuncture to me is one hundred percent a sham because whenever they test it, it just doesn't show results. It shows. I I uh, ten years ago, I had a maybe longer ago. I had a really bad cough that just wouldn't go away, and I went to doctors, and it just they gave me medicine. Nothing worked, and then I went to an acupuncturist, and they gave me a treatment. And also gave me some kind of herbs, and I was cured. Well, so, I mean, I'll say that's this. obviously one sample, but I, I, I would see 
acupuncture and chiropractors is not sole treatment but kind of complementary treatments yeah and the the reason that kind other of medical the reason services you're getting the reason that comparison does kind of get to me is because when we call it alternative medicine or complementary medicine it's like there's no such thing as alternative engineering and complementary engineering like if it works it would just be called medicine it wouldn't be called complementary medicine so um they're complementary treatments they're not I don't think going to a chiropractor is medicine. It's it's not something but, you put but, uh, into your but body. But again, if the treatment worked, <clears throat> it would be done in hospitals, dude. And it's not done in hospitals. That well, you- true, but then also another thing that's you know vital to your health is your teeth. Mm-hmm. And that's considered a completely separate thing. And well, you have to. But you're, you do have to go see a doctor that can prescribe you drugs, though. I mean, a, a, a same with the, yeah, chiropractors are doctors, dude. They're not doctors, bro. They're <laughs> chiropractic doctors. Like they go to yeah. chiropractic school, bro. They are not so like dentists go to dental school. I, I get what you're saying, but the difference yeah. is, it's not science based, man. Dentist okay. well, is. I mean, yeah, science based. They, and, yeah, they they. I think chiropractors do help. Like, hey, like uh, I said, dude, it has shown to be to but, work for back pain, but everything else yeah. they tested out for, it hasn't shown results. And even worse is the chiropractor often, you know, tries to get people to come back often. And I've heard of chiropractors just make ridiculous claims. I've heard them make the claim that like, since your nerve endings are based in your spine, like adjusting your spine can can like affect your entire body which is just it's it almost sounds legit but if you start thinking about it like adjusting your spine with your fingers has no effect on the nerves that are controlling your heart unless you like pierce a nerve or something like that so it's just dude i mean i i think it's scams i think it's a scam i think it's sham science my personal opinion i've never been to a chiropractor myself i have done the acupuncture a few times and i found it to be you know, helpful, but you know, a lot of that could be the mental aspect of I'm going in there thinking I'm going to feel better and it works. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I used to watch massages Penin- before, which I think are nice and totally agree. Helpful. But massages, yeah. massage therapists, I don't think they make health claims usually, right? Well, they don't claim to be doctors, that's for sure. But but they they don't even say like, hey, this will help you with your this, this or that. Usually I think massages are recreational, right? They do them just because it feels good. Yeah, and it probably can help with if you're tense and relieve stress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The hammer and the chisel, though, really gets me. I promise they aren't teaching that in his chiropractic school, bro. I think that's a gimmick that dude just fucking came up with out of the blue and was like, oh, this will be entertaining on YouTube. The hammer and the chisel, really, dude? Yeah, I think I've seen that. I I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I haven't really done it, but... um, I mean, if you're going to a chiropractor, I also think you should be doing physical therapy and seeing a spinal specialist if you're really having those issues. And well, that that I know, can it can't definitely be the agree only with. treatment you're getting, you know. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. And you know, I might be a little on the hard edge side of this because I've been part of like skeptic society since I was a teenager, you know. And I was the I was the I was interested in ghosts and like and like you know conspiracy theories and stuff and. I got so deep into it, I eventually found out like most of that stuff's just probably not, not legit. Um, definitely with the ghost side of thing too. So, do you have? Do, is your house haunted? No, but I, 
right in front of us or behind us is an old uh, apartment that Charlie Chaplin used to Uh-oh. own. So if you see someone dancing or playing, what was his character name? The Little Tramp? Uh, with, the, you know, with the Hitler mustache? Yeah. Um, well, if It's funny because see- it's a really old building that kind of looks like Robin Hood kind of era. And we went in there once, like trick-or-treating, someone let us in. And we live literally like right next to it behind it interesting little apartment building but his studios are just right up here like a block from Damn. us where that where the muppets jim henson studio oh are. That, that's pretty awesome dude it used that. to be charlie chaplin used to film there and he kind of like would they would use the this these apartments as like when they were filming they everyone that was in the production would stay there and stuff like that that is that's that is so cool man well um just one more question i was Pete, talking to you about that match that kenny omega had to drop out of so here's yeah. it's going to yeah. be a five way match um it's going to be el hijo el, el hijo del vikingo have you seen vikingo before i have not oh not knowingly He's got to be one of the most innovative high flyers that's around right now. I mean, he's tiny, but dude, he does things that you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, it's just, I'll send you a clip video and you're just like, okay. So it's going to be uh, Del Bikingo, Kenny's original opponent, with versus Samurai Del Sol versus Bandito, just added to the match. Okay, awesome. Versus Jay Lethal versus mm. Bobby Fish. Whoa. Yeah. That is interesting, huh? How do you watch that? And I bet you they have a better streaming app than New Japan World. <laughs> Actually, they are going to put it on Fight TV. Um, right. uh, that's probably not how I'm going to watch it. I think the Lucha blog puts it on Twitch as well, but it will have English commentary. I like Matt Stryker. People hate Matt Stryker. Oh, he's okay. He's okay. I like him. Um, yeah, he's fine. I don't like when he's like, this match is real or that he doesn't talk like that he's like this match is real no slapping of the legs i'm like what the fuck oh, why would an announcer say that yeah so no that that sounds like a really interesting match bandito i haven't seen him in a while bro i don't watch ring of honor he and he does a lot of pwg i think he's still the pwg champion yeah too. that's that's true so I am uh, totally down to check this out. Kane Velasquez will be trying to wrestle again. Velasquez, so uh, I don't know what to skip. What when when is this Sunday? Um, probably in a while here. Saturday, December fourth. Because we haven't seen. Well, oh, Jay Lethal was on last week, but he wasn't on this week's Dynamite. Yeah, so looks like him and Bobby Fish are going to be going down to Mexico, and um. The, it looks like one of the matches true is Dragon Lee and Drillistico. I think that may be his brother versus Laredo Kid and a mystery partner. That could be good too. So, fuck, Dragon Lee is so fucking good, bro. He hasn't done a yeah. lot, but uh, they've missed him in New Japan. Oh hell yeah! Give me another Dragon Lee Hiromu match like every fucking week. Well, I take that back. Not not all. Again, once in a while. Not the one where he broke his neck, but. I hated when they teased that move too afterwards. Like when they came yeah. back, they t- it was like, "Duh, that's fucked up." So, uh, no, we don't want to see Hiromu uh, going to sleep no. on the mat, but we do want to see you going to sleep eventually. Um, but yeah. first, you're gonna enjoy some wrestling. 
So thank you we'll every thank you everyone for listening. I know this this was a uh, kind of a scrambled episode, but I'll tell you this: we were looking to have an interview today. I'm not going to say with who, um, but we're we're looking. At, things didn't work out. Some just unlucky situation, and we yeah. are looking to uh, do that in the future, right, Justin? Yeah, I just got a message five minutes ago. I'll tell you what happened to our guest, but a lot of bad luck, like you said, and uh, they've promised to make it up. So. Um, stay tuned for that if you've stuck around this long and if you're one of the you know tens and tens of the wrestling and uh, people Ananites yeah or whatever that's what they call themselves the Ananites so yeah mm. um, look forward to, to that interview with our guest the mystery and maniacs no no that doesn't work and maniacs the, the wrestling and maniacs and Andians Indians? Not Animaniacs, like the WB show from... I was, like, thinking about people that live in Andes, in the Andes Mountains. Like, Andeans? The Mm -hmm. wrestling Andeans? No, let's do it like Angelinos, the Andinos. The wrestling Andinos. Men in... I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's probably, like, we can't say that anymore, probably. We can't? Oh, were you thinking of something we can't say? You can tell me afterwards. I don't know. I don't even know. (laughs) Well, we will uh, take that and go to the bank with it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, we will see you guys later. Bye. Bye.